0: Following is a production of dallascowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for the break. On DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday,
1: September 17th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 23. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, give me a 23. Kevin Mathis. Ah, that's a good one, actually.
2: That's a really good one. I almost went with Dwayne Goodrich, but i just I'd go yeah, with Kevin Yeah, let's go with Kevin Mathis. Mathis on that What's one. What's a good 23 for you? You well, have a good choice? Like, Darian Thompson has worn
3: 23 the whole freaking time I've covered this team. I know that's an exaggeration, but barely. Um, I don't know, did Tyler Patman wear 23? I think he was did 26. He?
1: Yeah,
2: I thought 20, he was so. I thought maybe hey, he's one right. of those that had a couple it's not a number with an illustrious history See, I no, forgot that he hasn't. He wasn't here at that time so when I said Do you have a good choice that's... for 23 he didn't really get the shard choice was 23 that was mm. years yeah. before my time no years it
1: was
3: too two,
2: uh,
1: two years before your time
2: when was the last year he played here I don't remember. He was in the 08 draft, so yeah, probably. He, but like, whenever he got the autograph from Michael Vick, I mean, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Just you remember watching you that had as had a football TV? fan, yeah. I was like, "That's kind of weird." That's weird. Okay, I like the shard. Hey, he you was, know what? Like, he was ahead of his time because now, man, it's everybody's like, getting autographs
1: yeah. and trading jerseys and all kinds of stuff after the game. It's a trade show. I
3: think. Yeah, following the guy into the locker room to do it is kind of weird, though. That Maybe usually bit, happens like
1: out on the field, whatever. Yeah, usually, but whatever.
3: Robert you know. Williams, by the way, is my favorite twenty-three.
1: Oh. Robert, Robert Williams. Our yeah. producer Williams. Chris Beam says Robert Williams.
2: Yeah. He okay. played he played like eighty seven to ninety two, ninety three. I think he's coaching somewhere in Dallas. Really good guy. Jesuit. Jesuit.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Let's jump into it. We got a lot we're going to get into today. Today we're going to do, I'm going to do this uh, as kind of our typical format on a Friday. I'm going to throw out some storylines to you guys. and I'm going to try to hit different storylines around this team. Some have to do with the offense. Some have to do with the defense. Some have to do with special teams and get your opinions on what you think is going to happen, what you think the current state is, just your general overall thoughts on these different storylines as we head into this game. But before we get to that, I want to catch up on a couple of injuries for the Chargers. We haven't talked a lot about their team. Obviously, the Cowboys are dealing with a lot of stuff when it comes to players that are not going to be available to them this weekend. But the Chargers, I think they have two guys that are very, very interesting that are on their injury report that have not practiced all week. Let's start first with tackle Brian Balaga. He has a groin back issue, has not practiced all week. How does that affect the Cowboys as they prepare to take on the Chargers?
2: Well, I mean, it would, you know, they're looking at it like, well, you know the Cowboys have lost some defensive ends too. You know, definitely D. Law, probably Randy Gregory. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to look like a preseason game, really. I mean, it'll it'll, it'll look like a third, a second preseason game with yeah. their backup going up against Dorrance Armstrong or Basham. So yeah, it's kind of it's a tough
3: break that because I mean we're you know we're sitting here, Joey Bosa's is going against Terrence Steele, and that's the predominant storyline in terms of matchups and the guy that can't play for the Chargers plays a position where DeMarcus Lawrence isn't going to be there cuz DeMarcus all doesn't move. He very yeah. rarely moves from left end. So that would have been his guy.
2: So that's a bad break that you don't get to take advantage of a possible absence. See, I look at it the other way. I look at it like as the equalizer cuz it starts with the Cowboys. So I look at it like, oh my god, like you know, they're going to get any pass rush. It's like, well, yeah, probably because I mean if you if you look at um, Dorrance Armstrong and the way he's played and the way he played in the preseason, mm-hmm. the stuff he did in that Arizona game, you, you're you're impressed by it, but then you kind of have to be like, well, you know, they're not really playing against their starters. But if if that's the what, you know, he he looked great in training camp too, going up sometimes against Tyron and, and Lyle, sometimes yeah. against the backups. So I, I would feel better about it, you know, from that. I mean, maybe I'm just – no one's ever said glass half – full for me but I I'm, get the point that you're trying to make <laughs> I but just I at just got it from that angle I I get the point
3: you're making but having DeMarcus Lawrence, like having a guy of his caliber going against a backup, you have a chance to wreck their game plan. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't trust Dorrance Armstrong and Terrell Basham to be that good.
1: Yeah, the difference is you, you kind of, and I, I agree with both of you guys, the difference is you look at, at Dorrance Armstrong and what we've seen so far, you would think, okay, I feel good. If somebody told me, hey, Dorrance is going to have a sack in this game, I feel good about that. Yeah. Dorrance will get a sack or make a play in this game in, the pa- in his pass rush direct their game plan I don't know if I'd go that far right. right where you would think if it's Demarcus maybe you could wreck
2: their game plan you know this reminds me back the last time the Cowboys I guess it was at the last time they played at the Chargers in a regular season game it was 2013 yep. and every offensive lineman on their teams was, was out Didn't it was it was matter just like, a whole lot. Oh, 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 it's gonna be <laughs> a field day and it was. Uh, I think Rivers threw for like 400 yards, yeah. and and they half of it to They could
3: cover Danny Woodhead. Woodhead, <laughs> it w- Sean Lee pick sixed Rivers. Hall or Danny Woodhead? That's I think awesome. Okay. They took a 21-10 lead into halftime, and they lost like 30 to 21.
2: And it was it like was that. one of those where like mm. you know it was such a, just a mash unit for their offensive line, but they figured it out. So you know, it's I I remember that game a lot. When I think about situations where you're like, oh, how is this team going to do this? or mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of times it's been with Washington. You know, the last few years, Washington's offensive line has been a train wreck and all that. And, you know, a lot of it was, you know, who they've, you know, Trent Williams was out and yeah. all that. But that kind of, teams seem to kind of figure it out. Yeah, but the one thing I do like about this
1: is I think Dorrance Armstrong is the kind of guy that, he probably looks at this as, okay, here's my opportunity. This is my big opportunity. And the matchup actually favors him in this instance. So let's see what he does. I, I'm interested to see what he can do in this kind of situation. If he's going to be the guy that's going to be on that side. That's the I part feel to too.
3: like Dorrance is more likely to be on the right. Basham yeah. said yesterday he prefers to be on the left. So... And he, actually, he talked about Bulaga. He was like, I was looking forward to going against him. Yeah. Apparently he had a great game against him last year. I looked it up. He, he was like, I had a lot of fun playing him last year. I hit the quarterback a lot in that game. He was credited with two tackles and one quarterback hit in that game. So, I I mean, I think guys have a way of embellishing
1: a little bit. And it might feel a little different when you're playing, too. True. Like, you know, the stats say one thing, but yeah. you, you get a you get a, a little scare on the quarterback. You might know, and the quarterback might know, you might not actually might have Might not to show to up hit. on the stats sheet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so true. it happens. It happens. All right, let, one other guy that I thought was interesting, Chris Harris, their cornerback. Chris Harris Jr. Uh, has a shoulder injury. He has not practiced all week. Once again, when you think about the San Diego defense, or from my perspective, I look at this defense, and I think the passing defense is the best thing that they do, and he's a part of that. Without him, how much does that change their mm. ability to cover this high potent?
2: Good. I feel better about it since I'm not the only one that's done it.
1: What? So. Oh, did you say San Diego?
3: Did I say San Diego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Los Angeles Chargers. I'm so sorry.
3: It's Los hard. Angeles Chargers. Los it, Angeles Chargers.
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Um, honestly i i'm i'm not sure how much he he's i mean was he their starter chris harris Jr.? i yeah, think he's, he's listed their on their depth out, charges he's one of, of their starters. outside yeah. starters yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean it's yeah it's it's same type of deal where like the you know it's like which which news did you hear first you know and from my perspective it's like well they lost Gallup. okay well let's see you know and then it's like well if they lose a guy too then it kind of equalizes i think cedric wilson could probably go up against their backup or however it's going to shake out so you know, it's kind of those two losses there are kind of playing off of each other. So now, if the Chargers can lose one of their pass rushers, um, <laughs> preferably Bosa, then you know to to offset. not wish
1: injury on anyone. No, just no. Yeah, you can no. just on the way to the stadium, just get lost. <laughs> just get lost. Get lost.
3: It's <laughs> fun, it is fun the way these mirror each other because Nasir At, Nasir Adderley's out as well. Right. Well, I mean, he hasn't been ruled out for the game, but he hasn't practiced yet this week. If you don't practice Thursday, that's usually not good. Uh, so, so Cowboys are having some safety issues as well. Adderley's obviously not he's not the star. Derwin right. James is, but But he was on the injury report earlier in the week. He yeah. did practice well, as of yesterday. I but, think Derwin James is a guy that'll probably be on the injury report every week. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's gonna doesn't mean it's gonna affect how he you know, whether or not he plays. Yeah. But. So
1: um let's go ahead and move into some of the storylines that uh that the Cowboys will face. Actually, we're going to take a quick break before we do that. Uh, We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about this offense. offense. We'll start with the offense first and go through a couple of storylines for this game. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
2: Twenty dollars. You can join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life. So join now, get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit slash United for details and join today.
1: Welcome back. We are in the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to talk a little bit about the storylines of this game Cowboys versus Chargers on Sunday afternoon. It'll be a, uh, I think, a three thirty kick time uh, here, central uh, time zone. Let's start with the offense. Uh, Lyle being replaced by Terrence Steele facing Joey Bosa. Is Dak good enough to make uh, that that doesn't become a, uh, a big issue for this offense and their ability to still be able to move the ball?
2: Yeah. I think, Yeah, I think so.
1: Yes. and It's not just Dak either. Kellen Moore as well. Kellen Moore is smart
3: enough to design a game plan that will not allow that to happen. Uh, we talk about this a lot because tackle has been a problem a lot. Mm-hmm. Um 2017 against Atlanta is an aberration like that is not that should not be and I get it it was painful to watch and it is burned into people's brains but that's not what happens Nick just pointed it out when they played the Chargers like this happens to teams all the time this is a 100% injury league to quote Terrell Basham from yesterday it's going to happen to everybody and 95% of the time teams don't let it completely derail them like that Dak is good he is mobile Kellen Moore is smart They'll be. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win, but they'll be fine in the sense that they'll be able to move the ball and score points.
1: Nick, if you take us back to last year when Dak was playing and he didn't have both those tackles mm-hmm. at some points, was was were the tackles as big of a problem as they were later in the year when Dak wasn't there?
2: Yeah, well, they had their moments that, that of of hurting the the offense, and and they in the Rams game, I, I believe you know Terrence Steele played and he played. You know, he played pretty well based off our expectations, but at the end of the game, the last drive, he gives up a big sack. He mm-hmm. gave up a sack to Miles Garrett that forced the fumble. I think he had a couple of plays where the whole offensive line did against Atlanta early on, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I mean they they have their moments. You hope they don't they don't happen at the wrong time, and so you know with with Bosa, I think. With any any of those speed rushers that love to get up the field, you got to take advantage of it. You got it's a chess match on those plays that he he wants to get up the field. That's where you can maybe get some run, runs inside, trap him, gash him in there. So it, it'll it'll be up to Kellen Moore, Dak, and all that to really figure out how to how to offset that. And you know I I think Terrence Steele's up for the challenge. Uh, he's played a lot of football. He's an athletic guy, and he, he's gonna you know this will be this will be a. Outstanding, you know, opportunity for him.
1: The Chargers' uh, defense allowed 124 rush yards in Week One, and Dallas, on the flip side, never really got their rushing attack established. Uh, does Dallas take advantage of the run this week?
3: I don't like the phrasing "take advantage of," just because I do think. I mean, the Chargers have the capability to stop it, and that's. I've, who was talking about this yesterday? Where we talked, probably. Maybe it was Bucky. Bucky yeah. about it, and he was just like, they're going to – yeah, it was Bucky. You're right. Just like, they're going to key on Zeke. That's everything. I'm like, well, surely one of these days somebody's going to be like <laughs> –
1: right. I don't know if I agree with that. Like so One
3: of these days somebody's going to be like, man, this quarterback's capable of putting 400 on us. Do Maybe we, we should deal teams with that.
1: Are, are doing that – like, do we think teams – if you were a defensive coordinator, you were getting ready for the Cowboys, would your first priority be no. Zeke? Now, let's let's also be honest that in the NFL, I think every defense defensive coordinator – Step one every week is you got to stop the run because if you can make a team one dimensional, sure. that's your better chance. But just thinking about where you're king, I think Dak is the more important piece, right? I think about
3: there's an interesting precedent here. And I know Brandon Staley's not calling the defense, he's not the defensive coordinator for the Chargers. But he was the DC for that Rams game last year. And they played a boatload of too high and dared Dak to take deep shots. And like the one time he got it, done they called offensive pass interference on Michael Gallup it was a dumb call he it was a dumb call but he averaged i mean he averaged less than 7 yards per attempt in that game so i wouldn't be shocked if that is a similar approach here where you're like yeah you know we'll we'll let you run the ball we're just not going to let you just kill us with big plays having said that roundabout point but like they have the personnel to stop the run if they want to joey Bosa's is great against the run we talked about linval joseph uh i don't know how good jerry tillery's been i'm not i don't have a good read on his career but he's a first round pick in there in the middle and then they drafted kenneth murray last year to kind of you know very similar not comparing him to micah parsons but a guy who can clean up and make life easier on your defensive line so i mean if, if that's what they want to do they probably can it's just a matter of
2: i i tend to doubt that they want to I think they'd rather take big plays from Dak away yeah I mean you're right stopping the run it's always it's always going to be a key for defensive coordinators and I think that they they do that but you know the the thing is about the the passing yards and the passing attempts and all that with Dak I mean they were there but I don't think you could you would say that they took a ton of shots down the field so you know, I mean, I it was it was a passing thing. I think Dave said it earlier in the week. I agree with it. I mean, it was a different way to, to, to run. It was through the pass. It was still, you know, outside passes, quick ball control, moving the chains. So, you know, you look at the stat sheet, it's like, wow. But it, 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 it's not like he's throwing it down the field 58, 60 times. I wrote
3: know? this in my column yesterday. He threw 10 balls that didn't go past the line of scrimmage. Seventy yards of offense through balls that traveled yeah. four feet or less, or you know, whatever, ten feet or less. So that's an element of it for sure. And I, yeah, Kellen said that on Monday. It's like people kind of get hung up on. Well, Zeke only ran it eleven times. That means you didn't care about moving the ball that way. No, no. that's not true. Watch
1: and they the control the, the time of possession. So Dude, that's a big part of that yeah. too. You know, but not that, only they won it, they controlled it.
2: You know, know? but but as I keep reiterating. When you get into down inside, it's not even in the red zone. I'm talking about goal to go. Get inside the ten. Something's got to happen here. You got to figure out the ways to run it. You got to figure out passes that you can complete down there because you want to be safe. You know, you don't want to throw picks down there, but you also want to figure out how to how to you know get the job done. Um, is if CD's the you know jump ball guy? I don't love the play because I don't. I don't really think it's a fifty fifty ball. I don't it seem like it's always fifty percent. It seems like it's a less you know percentage play than that. But they're gonna if they can't run it and they're not going to run it, they got to figure out ways to score because they're going to end up kicking field goals and we we saw what happened there. Yeah. All right, Michael Gallup is out in a week where they face a really
1: good secondary. Does Dallas continue the same level of explosiveness without him?
3: Yeah, I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm weirdly not worried about not having Gallup. And that's not a knock on him, but you still have CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. Yeah. And yeah. then Cedric Wilson is about as good as you could hope for from your fourth receiver. I mean, not many teams have a fourth and fifth receiver with as much experience as these two. So between all those things and then the you know, the opportunities that'll be there for guys like the tight ends because of all the attention paid to the receivers. Chris Harris might not play in this game. Yeah, I mean, plays I'll, plays will be there. And, I think and plays are gonna plays should be there with this group as long as everybody's not even everybody as long as Dak's healthy. Plays should be there against almost everybody.
2: I think this is a really big opportunity for him um, and and for, uh, for Cedric Wilson and for the Cowboys to evaluate him moving forward. I mean, this, he's a this he'll be a free agent next year, mm-hmm. and he he could be a Swiss Army knife type of player. I think him as a slot receiver might give you even more opportunities than what you would get with Gallup. Gallup is a better receiver, and he's a better down-the-field threat. But this guy, as a third receiver, I mean, he he can do some dynamic things kind of underneath. I think he's a good slot guy. If you want to run trick plays, we've seen it with him. We've seen him. as an He's got an arm. He can do some things. Mm -hmm. I think he can be dynamic. In a different type of way, too. So I don't think you're losing a lot there. All
1: right. Let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. First question. Uh, they both start, both starting defensive tackles are presumably out. Um, does Dallas find a way to get pressure and how? I mean, and... Sorry, defensive end. Sorry, yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll find a way. They'll find a way. Just, I mean, define a way. Will they? Yeah. Go ahead. I think so. I mean, just. Just go back to training camp. Just go to training camp. No, I'm not talking about I'm not even talking about on the field. Just sit just just put yourself back in training camp at a press conference when Dan Quinn was up there. walks in there, you know, with his with his camouflage, cowboy shirt on, you know, and he's just cussing here and there, but does it in like his own cool way. He's 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 the dude man he's the dude he'll he'll get it he'll get it right he'll figure it out it, it's not going to be perfect he'd, he'd like to have his weapons and all that stuff but he'll figure out a way it's just his demeanor his personality he, he got it he got he figured it out when the Cowboys were facing Atlanta i mean some of those guys that you never heard of they'll get to the quarterback they'll they'll get there i i don't think it'll be it i mean they'll have some issues they might have to blitz a lot more but he'll he's too aggressive not to get to the quarterback
3: I think, I just think it's going to take some outside the box thinking. And I do think Dan Quinn's capable of that. But he, everybody blitzes more than Rodman, Marinelli. But Dan Quinn's not known as this like crazy exotic blitzer either. That hasn't been a hallmark of his defenses. But I think that's what it's going to take. Micah Parsons did a lot of work with the edge rushers yesterday in practice during like team fundamentals. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, which we saw during training camp, yeah. but during training camp and during game planning for a week are different things. So, if he's gonna rush off the edge more, or if they're gonna blitz him more, I think that's a good idea. Safety blitzes, if you can get them. Um, I just, I have a hard time believing Doran's Armstrong and Terrell Basham are going to. They'll win. I mean, you pressure the quarterback
1: in every game, but not on a consistent enough basis without some help from somebody else. Yeah. And the tough thing is, you look at that defensive front, which we saw again last night, that Washington defensive front, and they weren't able to get a lot of pressure against uh, against that team. So it's going to be a tough uphill battle, no matter what. That offensive line is good, even if they don't have Brian Belaga, You would expect they're still going to be pretty good. Uh, so it's going to be a challenge. And Herbert Herbert is an athletic guy. He's not even sneaky athletic. Right. Yeah. He's an athlete, and yeah. so he can get- six six athlete. He can get away <laughs> so from the pressure.
3: I just I'm I'm nervous about them drawing up boots for him where you know, it's just a slow rolling play where he can get on the move. So even if the rusher comes free, he's got he you're not gonna catch him before he throws the ball. Yeah. And Allen or Mike Williams, whoever it is, just has six seconds to get behind his coverage and just yeah, that's
1: that's what I worry about. That sounds like a nightmare. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got another question on the defense, and then we'll talk about special teams. We, got, we really have not talked about the kicker much this week, uh, so we're going to spend a little time talking about the kicker in the final segment. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com Cowboys. Back to the break. Get on demand
2: Cowboys content on your home TV. Get the latest player interviews, video podcasts like this one, documentaries, and so much more. Do- download Cowboys now on your connected TV today. Yeah, that would be on the Roku, Apple TV,
1: or Amazon Fire. You can get that device, and I'm able to get that uh, app, and then you can watch us from your television, from your couch. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome, pretty cool thing. Fifty uh, inches of me. I don't I'm not, like. I'm looking at this camera like oh, nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. It it actually works, Dave. It actually works. I watch it at night, and it it actually works. It's a, it's a good thing. It actually works. All right, let's move on. We got this final segment. We're going to finish up. We got one more question on the defense, and we'll talk about special teams before we end the show. On special, I mean, defense. uh, Dallas could be without Donovan Wilson. Uh, Who gets those snaps, and who do you expect, uh, or do you expect it to be a noticeable loss if he's not out there? I actually asked because we talked about this yesterday. I
3: asked, or maybe it was Wednesday, but I talked to. I asked Mike McCarthy. You know, can Malik Hooker play strong safety? Are these things interchangeable enough that it doesn't matter? And obviously, he's not going to tell me the game plan. But he mo- he more or less was like, "It has to be when you're in this circumstance." And on top of that, we have to find ways to play to our players' strength. And that's what makes me curious because I'm not I'm not saying like Malik Hooker's afraid to tackle or anything like that, but that he his game has always been as like a deep coverage guy mm-hmm. and. Demonte Casey as well. I mean, we've made a lot of jokes about the Zeke play from Week Two last year. You don't want him coming down into the box to deal with those types of plays. So, I I am curious about how that works and how they're going to use those guys. J. Ron Curse will be part of it if Donovan can't go. I assume he won't.
2: Um, well, Casey's hurt too. I mean, he yeah. got hurt in practice yesterday with a thigh injury, and we'll see what. Now, we did say limited, right? So, well, limited because he was practicing, he was practicing and earlier, got hurt. I mean, d law was limited as well. Yeah. Or uh, two days ago when he hurt his foot. I mean, like right. he was limited because he because he left could, practice, he couldn't finish. So yeah. you have to. And I know they don't really practice today, so it's going to be hard to kind of tell. But I mean, I watch because he also. I just I'm with you. I don't think Donovan Wilson. Is going to play, so that means Malik Cooker jumps in there. Jaron Curse will, will obviously get a lot of snaps, and this might be the Darian first time Thompson's he, out di- hurt too. Right? Yeah, Thompson. not Israel Mukwamu will get a jersey he's gotta, this week. Got to he's he's, play, he's got to play. Yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking because um, I, I remember looking that they put they got so many lists now. One of them is an inj- is a practice squad. Injury list. No
3: idea that was a thing until I saw.
2: But not only, but not only Darian Thompson's on it, but Deontay Burton is on it. Mm -hmm. Which you know, many people that watched the last preseason game didn't think he would still be around. But he had (laughs) had a tough one. But he's a big physical type corner that can maybe help. So I'm thinking, do they have another safety they can they can elevate? Because who are your elevations? I mean, you got to elevate people i think well sprinkle, sprinkle has to be one sprinkle of them. will be one of them but i mean i'm i'm looking at i'm trying to think of the practice squad that they have like do they I got have you a, do they have a guy that you can elevate like a safety
3: kyron brown is on the practice squad you did, could
2: elevate tyler, tyler coil
3: if you're if you think he's ready for it uh those are the only healthy BBs. tyler coil
2: and i don't know if this is good or bad but he's, he was one of the guys, three or four guys, that just went through all of training camp and you really never talked about it, mm-hmm. ever. Like, mm-hmm. not not once. Not good play, bad play. Who gave up that ball? Who picked that off? Nothing. And honestly, for the first two, two or three weeks until Hard Knocks came out, Kamara was in that way with me. I didn't even – I kind of forgot he was even there. And so until Hard Knocks did the story and I didn't didn't realize – he was going to be a guy that that they liked, and he might play this game.
3: Yeah, I th- he he might. I mean, he probably has to be active between what he does on special teams and the fact that you just don't have very many edge rushers if something happens. Yeah.
2: The the, the tricky part here is that a lot of these injuries now, the way the rules are set up with co- especially with COVID and even this IR, is that when you get injuries. They don't. They're not just like. Well, he's the inactive guy. Even when Zach was out, or Randy is, is out with COVID, like they're on a different list. So, if you're inactive, like like McQuaman was inactive, right? But I'm trying to think like who who's who's going to be somebody that's inactive but still on the list. I guess uh, Donovan Wilson. Would Donovan be Wilson would be inactive. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're on the COVID
3: list, you don't count toward the roster, right? So, Marcus has obviously been moved to injured
2: reserve. Yeah, so it's just, it's hard to kind of, it's like once you're inactive, like it's hard to kind of, it's harder,
3: it's harder than it's ever been right. to figure out the inactives, but that's um, why we don't do it anymore. No, so it's just, it's just well, not, you know, when the pandemic, th-
1: great exercise at this point.
3: When COVID is not a thing anymore, we can go back to Maybe. it, but it's just yeah. not, it's not worth the headache at what this is that point. Happening? Yeah, for real. Jeez. Um, it would obviously be bad if Demonte Casey can't play, right? But it would it would make it easier to figure that out because I think you just play Malik Hooker at free and J. Ron Curse as you're strong instead of kind of having to juggle the three because I I think. You probably have to. It's almost like a timeshare between Hooker and Curse right now. Because, like I, I said, I'm curious how that's going to play. I would be shocked if Hooker and Casey, assuming he can play, if they just play 100% of the snaps together. But now. Curse
1: played some last week, too. Yeah, didn't he? that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, but yeah. yeah, so he's
3: still going to kind of be in the mix but you but it would, it ha- But it's a larger role
2: now yeah. if Donovan can't play. Right. Let's yeah. also factor this into it. Like I mean, you do have a guy on your roster. I knew that's where you were well, going. I'm I was just, just saying, waiting for you to bring it up. I'm, ju- I'm just saying, you. But ha- is that going to be this week. Like, well, wh- why not? You got everybody else that's are, banged up. i he hasn't about had the work. Kian O'Neill, Keanu, Neal, Keanu Neal, O'Neill, i not. I don't mean just run him out of the tunnel as your safety. I'm talking about creative packages on third down that well, yeah. he's playing down, down by the line him. of scrimmage. He's I got your you. safety. Plus, you can. I put mean, Leighton in the game with. You know, let's parsley. play. Parsons, let's yeah.
3: play the whole game in "quote unquote" dime right. with Neil as a third safety and
2: Parsons as a linebacker. I'm in all day. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be Especially, fine playing that personnel yeah. grouping. Yeah, I mean, I don't think whenever. you're talking about a running back that's just gonna, you know, really hurt you as a runner so much. So I think yeah. they can get it done that way. Keep it's them in a, in, a, in a dime or nickel package and. Try to you know, try to stop the run like you can. I yep. love that
1: idea and I'm upset that I didn't think about it before. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk real quick about the special teams. Earlier this week John Fossil did have some thoughts on Greg Zerline and his game against Tampa Bay. What did he say? according to everybody
3: he's healthy i i wasn't convinced by zerline himself they were just like do you are you healthy he was like yeah i feel he was yeah. like i feel good i feel i think he he was like i feel good enough to kick and i was like not
2: the answer <laughs> i'm looking for no not the, I'm the answer i'm looking for okay. you know i've noticed that when i've when i've interviewed him you know last year and stuff i mean he just I don't know there's something about his answers he's just not giving you exactly what you want but he's he's always been willing to do it you know and and he just kind of with kickers anytime you're talking to him it's Something good or bad happened. You know what I mean? You don't just good say, point. Hey, let's talk about your three uh, extra points and the thirty one yard field goal you made. Yeah. I mean it's always either you missed it, why'd you miss it, or, you had it, a or game why'd winner. you made it, yeah. and it's just all about mechanics. There and are there all.
3: are people on every beat that want to talk to the kicker about like the mechanics of the hold, and I'm just like,
2: Oh my God, I don't care. Because because it nothing you, with a miss, nothing is good for them to say. Right. they they just missed the kick. Yeah, they they just missed it because they're not gonna say, well, yeah, the whole you know he didn't get the hold down like I wanted it to. He had it tilted a little bit. It was really on him. Laces were in. And it was terrible. Yeah, or the snap was way too high. They don't do that. Those guys are kind of a. You know that they work together. They practice together. Always there, so they're not going to really do that to each other. So talking about a missed kick or whatever, and if he says he's hurt, and then he'll come back and say, "Well, there's no excuses." So there's really no point never talking to him. And even when they make game-winning kicks, it's like I just, just do the same operation. You know, I get get down and focus, or we focus on the kick, try to block everything out. So. Let's just not talk to kickers anymore. When, good? If, <laughs> if Zerline hits a walk off, I'm just going to be like, you know
3: what? We're, I'm not going to write about him. I just, yeah. I don't want to. I'm going to write about something else. Which instead. is, you
2: know, what's so ironic that I said all this is that I had a mini argument in the press con- in the press box. Last week, I don't know if y'all even heard all that, because we were going down, and it was the media was trying to figure out who they wanted for the podium, and I was going to get four or five guys, and I was like, okay, and they're driving, this whole thing's happening, I'm like, okay, who's getting Zerline? And they're like, I don't think we're going to get him. I'm like, we're not going to get Zerline, he's (laughs) missed two bad kicks, they're driving, he's going to make a game-winning, I thought it was going to be game-winning field goal, and then we're not going to talk to him? Like, his whole career just went in a circle in one three-hour span? I'll get him, you know. And, then, of course, then here I am four days later like, ah, what are we talking
3: about? <laughs> uh, Zerline says he's healthy. He says he had a really bad game. Fossil said it was – he just missed the kicks. It was bad mechanics, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It wasn't health-related. He was kicking short of the goal line on purpose, not because he couldn't get there on kickoffs, which is mm-hmm. ironic because their kickoff coverage was bad.
2: you got to remember this about, about Fossil. It's not the worst thing in the world. But he's got his kids – and then he's got like underneath him. He's got like you know Zerline McQuaid, you know like <laughs> his Johnny guys, Hecker, you know anger, his guys, guys like, right yeah. there. He's got kid. I, I think kids, then them. So he could he could have another kick that that you know kicks all the way to San Diego like yeah. that one was looking like it was going to go. Well,
3: but I mean, and I agree with you. He clearly has his guys. Like he remodeled the special teams room to look like the L.A. Rams in the span of one year, but. <laughs> if Zerline has another game like that, like they already, yeah. and, and Zerline even said he was like, I don't blame him for bringing in another kicker. Why wouldn't you after what I did? Yeah. So yeah. that, I mean, if if he has another game like that, that's a decision that goes beyond, yeah, that goes beyond special the special teams coordinator. Right,
1: yeah. Yeah. All and right. He'll so understand that. Real quick before we end the show, give me your picks for the week. Dave,
2: you can make me go first. I'll go. I'll go. I mean, I had, to, I had to pick the, yeah. Just a second ago, I'm I'm back and forth on this one. I really am. Um, I did a little research on you know games that you're like the start uh, what oh, uh, first two games of the season on the road, you mm-hmm. know, and it usually it's one and one. It typically is, and it, it's like you, you need it so bad if you if you lose, and if sometimes when you win that first game, you just don't you just you, you kind of come back to earth a little bit. So all that being said, I do think. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think the Cowboys find a way. I'm I'm, I'm still reminding myself it's going to be almost a 50 50 split on, so it's not so much going to be a road game. Right. Uh, I think the Cowboys will find a way, and it'll be because of number four. I think Dak will, will play well. He'll get that offense rolling. I think that they, they figure out ways to get turnovers again, and they win it. Uh, score it'll be high scoring. I'm going to say they win it 30 to 26. Okay. I don't remember the last
3: time I felt so conflicted about a game. Like, yeah, I go back and forth, and my prev- like my overall logic is I'm like, I just I, Dak, you, if you're gonna win, you just trust Dak to drag you over the finish line, mm-hmm. and I think he's he's good enough to do that. And I know this is not scientific, and I'm sorry for that, but like, the, the, this should not be a game that everybody that works for us picks the Cowboys to win. Like this is going to be a tough game, I agree. toss up. Chargers are favored. I know they're going to be a lot of Cowboys fans, but but they're still opening up their stadium. You get it. Uh, and I just, you know, it, with that in the back of my head, I'm like, I, I, I'll i pick the Chargers. Just because, like, some somebody should. You know, yeah. like, they're not going to play the New York Jets or yep. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, this is a good team that has a lot of advantages in terms of who the Cowboys don't have available. Um I won't be surprised at all if they find if the Cowboys find a way to pull it out, but I'll I'll take the Chargers thirty five thirty one, and I won't be surprised if you know the Cowboys have to kick a field goal in the red zone because that is still not a hundred percent tightened up, and the Chargers score a touchdown instead, and that's the difference.
2: Right. I just laugh because it's like if 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 like if Amber was here and it was like. I pick him Chargers. And I said Chargers. And he said Chargers. I would pick he, the Cowboys. And like
3: that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not a scientific way to pick a game, but something just doesn't sit right with me when this yeah. is, you know, everything in the world says this is a toss-up, and we're just all like cowboys, 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 cowboys. Yeah. That's that's yeah. not a realistic I mean, I way think, to I look at it. I think this. we all
1: agree this is going to be a tough game and, and it's probably gonna come down to a last possession, I would guess. because uh, I think both these teams are somewhat evenly matched if you look at them. Like their offense is both. Uh, can do some pretty remarkable things. So I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think this is gonna be a high scoring game. I think the Cowboys get the win 34-31. And uh and I think it'll be uh it'll Cowboys will go to one and one, Chargers will go to one and one. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back next week. We'll let you know what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. So then for Nick and Dave Hellman, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.